Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Let's turn our attention to animals because Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon. And you're very welcome. Let's get straight into questions coming in. Jane, for Jane, please. I have two kittens. They're now 10 weeks old. Would it be okay to leave them at night in a shed? They obviously have been indoors for the last 10 weeks. Is 10 weeks okay to leave them in a shed? Mm, I'd I'd be a little bit concerned. At 10 weeks of age, they'd be roughly the equivalent to a very young toddler in humans. Um, and I think they're quite sensitive to temperature at this age. Like any young animal, young human, we have less fat reserves, so we're less able to deal with changes in temperature. Now, cats are very good at finding a nice warm place to hide. However, it is cold at the moment, and the colder weather is only going to get colder over the next few weeks. With these little kittens that they've been inside, um, I really would be very reluctant to start putting them out into a, a colder temperature area like a shed at the moment. Now, if the shed is really nicely heated, very cosy, lots of places where they can kind of scamper off and, and hide in something nice and soft. And, and that's a different story because the temperature should be quite quite nice overnight if it is well insulated. But if it's, let's say, into an outbuilding or something like that, I'd be really concerned, particularly if they've been initially brought up in a kind of nice, warm household environment. It's going to be quite the shock to the system. And, and it's officially cold tonight, for example, there's a, there's a very hard frost forecast. Exactly. I mm. I always use the rule of thumb of if I wouldn't like to sleep outside in it, my animals shouldn't either. Um, <laughs> so I think really just kind of common sense should prevail, really. And I think okay. it's a little bit too cold at the moment. All right. And then Breathe is back to us from Mallow. Breathe says, here I am 15 days after getting, remember the feral kittens neutered? I've yes. kept them in the spare room and all was fine until the past three days. Now the kittens have stopped eating no matter what I offer them. They actually look as if they're a bit depressed. Could that be possible? Should I try keep trying to get them used to being inside or would it be kinder to now release them back outside thanking you for any advice that's a tough one mm, that is a tough one um, if they've had a recent operation um, and they were recently neutered and they've all of a 15 days ago sick, 15 days, days after ago. it's yeah. a little while ago now so I would be thinking that any after effects of the surgery should be well gone but what I would say in any post-surgical patient is if you are in any doubt Contact your local vet um, and if he needs to see them or she needs to see them, then that may be the course of action you need to take in any animal, particularly cats, for them to just 
stop eating all of a sudden. There, there's usually something amiss now. It may just be behaviourally that they want to get out and about and they're a little bit frustrated being kept inside and that's potentially what's going on here. Um, and that's most likely what's going on given that it's a good while after the surgery. But I think in any post-surgical patient, you always just want to rule out the biggies of, let's say, um, post-op infection, any kind of wound breakdown. And cats will be cats. They do like to pull at their, let's say, wounds and incisions. So they can be a little bit tricky to manage um, post-operatively. So to be totally honest, in this situation, um, I would contact your local vet to have kind of a more in-depth discussion about it um, and see if they need to be seen. Now with feral cats, uh, there may be a limit to what you can do with them if, if they are let's say, a little bit more wild uh, and not so tame. Um, and they'll be the best judge of that because they will have had them in for the op and they'll know how, how feasible it will be to, to examine them conscious. Because it, cats traditionally, no matter how unwell they are, it's very rare they go off their food, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have to go off its food. It's it's either very upset with something in yeah. this environment, or it's been quite sick. And um, it could be so that they're just missing the wild. It could it could just be that as I, well. A little bit, I suppose. Environmental change for them. However, after kind of a good after a week or two inside, they should be kind of adapting. Yeah. Animals are incredibly adaptable creatures. So I would in this in this instance, my first instinct would be just make sure you're ruling out the biggies of any kind of infection or illness with them. It could be totally incidental. It might be totally separate from the surgery or from being inside, but I think it's really important just to make sure that their health is okay. Before yeah, because I further. remember one, I remember Breathe last week telling us one was getting very friendly and she was able to rub it, but the other one was still very scared. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, exactly. good luck with it, Breathe, and keep us informed. We're following with great interest because she got on to us a number of weeks ago saying she was trying to trap them and how she, and you'd given her advice on how to trap them and she's yeah. she's done great. It's a terrific thing that you've Absolutely. done, Breathe. It really is. Okay, Mary says, we have a male puppy, five months old. It's a cavishan. Impossible to toilet train. Any tips, please? We have had uh, training pads in two places. He keeps making his business where he pleases. I'm pulling my hair out. Any advice, please, says Mary? Okay, Doc. Um, What age did we say this little dog was again? It is five months. Five months. Okay. All right. So if we're five months, we should be getting to the point where they do have a reasonable amount of kind of conscious control over their bladder. So they know when they need to pee and they should be able to hold it for a little while um, if they know it's in an inappropriate place. Now, that said, animals don't really have full control of, let's say, being able to hold a pee when they know they shouldn't um, be peeing somewhere until they're about six, seven months of age. Uh, so sometimes it might just be that you've been caught short. But from what you're saying, it sounds like you're really trying very hard and really making a good attempt at the toilet training. But it, you know, you might have a particularly difficult, uh, a particularly difficult puppy to train on your hands um, from that perspective. What I would say is it might require a total change of direction. If you've been doing the puppy pads and that's not been working out for you, that works really, really well for some people. So the, the general idea is that you, you get them to, to pee on the puppy pad and you slowly move the puppy pad towards the back door and then outside so that they, they know their smell is on that um, or their smell is on the one that's been changed that day and they know that that's kind of their place to pee. So you can kind of move that as you need to gradually more outdoors. Now that works really, really well for some dogs, not for others. In this situation, I'd be suggesting a total change of tact. I'd be inclined to take the puppy pads away, except for overnight when you're inside just to clear up any accidents. The main thing to do is if there are accidents inside the house, make sure they're cleaned really, really well with a pet safe cleaner so that all of the smell is gone. Because if they can smell even the tiniest hint of their own little scent on that urine, they'll think, right, this is my place. I will pee here. Uh, And they think they're doing the right thing because they've done it before and they'll do it again. Okay. 
I think the best thing to do is to take the puppy pads away, apart from overnight to clean up the accident, and start taking that little puppy outside super, super frequently. Now, I know we might not all want to go out in the, the bitter cold that we're experiencing, but uh, I'd say put on the woolly hat and scarf and, and just get outside. With this little puppy, if it's feasible for your lifestyle, I would suggest bringing this little puppy outside for a little run in the garden every hour at, at a minimum at the moment. And when they do, by chance, do their peas and poos outside, you need to make the biggest fuss of them, of them ever. Just make sure like they know they are the best little dog you have ever seen in your life. And make a big fuss, lots of treats. And then the most important thing is don't bring them inside straight away after they've done their business outside. Because to them, in their minds, then they signal, they think, oh, well, if I pee and I poo, then the fun ends because my owner brings me back inside. Make sure you play a little bit with them for, for, let's say, two or three minutes outside after they do their business and then pop back inside nice and calmly. But I really think the main thing with toilet training is perseverance. And it it sounds like you're trying really hard with the puppy pads and trying to persevere with things. Um, But perseverance is really important. Um, But also giving the puppy the chance to do it right as often as you can is really important because a lot of the time, the more times they get it right, the quicker they'll toilet train themselves. So the more you can get them outside to do their pees and if you can get them peeing outside more frequently and if you can really stick to trying to do it every hour or two, um, then you you might find change of direction and not using the puppy pads and just going outside might suit this particular puppy a little bit better. Okay, it takes a lot of patience, but he'll get there. He'll get there eventually. Okay, and what can you? What would you suggest giving a kitten six months of uh, six months old? It seems to have a problem with its sinuses, runny nose, and sneezing. What would you suggest? Oh goodness, it sounds like this little cat might have a cat flu. Um, So cats are really interesting in the sense of when they get a bit of a head cold, very much like ourselves, they can get a runny nose, lots of sneezing. Very interestingly, with cats, they can get runny eyes as well. Okay, they can sometimes get an eye infection at the same time. With this, it sounds like you will need to attend your vet for a full physical exam. It might well be if your vet decides you may need antibiotics to treat this and you may need anti-inflammatories. It really depends on how severe the symptoms are. Sometimes they blow over, but I think if it's sticking around for more than a day or two or if your cat is in any way unwell in himself, I would really recommend a visit to your vet for a full assessment. Take the temperature, full physical exam, access the extent of the sneezing and the gunk coming from the nose and they'll be able to get you some appropriate treatment. So this isn't one I'd, I'd sit on. I'd, okay. I'd, I'd attend and your back for this Yeah, one. and an antibiotic hopefully will sort it. OK, Jane, have a good week. We'll talk next Thursday. Thanks you for too. that. Thank Bye-bye. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.